This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, here we go, kids. It's time for the Friday edition of the Daily 10. Your friend Matt back again with you to take you on this 10-minute sports journey of ours. Let me start at the top by saying thank you. If you're somebody who's taking the time to listen to the pod, subscribe to the pod, follow the podcast wherever it is you get your favorite podcast, all of it is appreciated. If you would also leave us a review and a rating, we would appreciate that as well. Kind of sad as we start this edition of the Daily 10. This will be our first weekend without college football since August. (sighs) Outside of Army-Navy, we don't have a college football weekend to look forward to. So if you are a football fan, you're going to have to deal with Falcons-Panthers on Sunday at 1 o'clock from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Um, Falcons are a a two-and-a-half-point underdog in the game. And I know it sounds silly to say this, but two five-and-seven teams actually are playing for some playoff implications like that's real because the nfc is so bad whoever wins that game sunday they'll keep their playoff hopes alive and i was looking at matt ryan's numbers this morning not that the numbers tell you everything but it's a part of the story for matt ryan his completion percentage is every bit where it usually is he's at 68 percent 16 touchdowns he does have 11 picks which is more than you want he's throwing for 242 yards a game Again, it's hard to take a ton out of those numbers because they look fine. I think Matt has been up and down this season, but it's so hard to really get a gauge on what Matt is right now because so much around him is not right. And Matt at this point in his career is not at a level where he can overcome and overcompensate for all the stuff that is not right. You have no Calvin Ridley. You have bad offensive line play, an inconsistent run game. An awful defense, which again puts more pressure on a below-average offense. Add into it a first-year head coach who is still learning his way when it comes to play calls as a head coach while installing the offense and game management, clock management, all the above. So I, I ask myself, self, where would you put Matt Ryan in the quarterback rankings in the NFL in those dumb lists that come out at the end of the year? Is he a top 12, a top 13, an upper you know, half of the, of the league quarterback in his I sit here today, my answer is, I I don't know. Like, my gut tells me Matt can still be plenty good enough to win games if there are not so many holes around him. But it's not the value the Falcons want. And this was my, my whole point when they made their decision to extend him this offseason. His cap charge next year is the highest in the National Football League. I think it's like $48 million. That's not Matt's fault for accepting it. I know people are mad at Matt Ryan. We would have all written our name down on a piece of paper that said, yep, I'll change the uh, terms of my contract and it'll be a you know, a big fat paycheck waiting on me. But when you talk about value, like if your cap charge for your quarterback is that, theoretically you're supposed to be a Super Bowl challenger. And you're saying, okay, we're paying this high freight, but because we want another run at winning a Super Bowl instead, it's a largely broken roster with all kinds of salary cap issues that I think the top four or five guys on the roster make up, I don't know, a lot more than half of the salary cap of the entire team. Those are the Matt Ryans, 
Jake Matthews, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, that group, and then Julio, who's not even here anymore in his cap charge, is through the roof. So when you're looking for value, you know, I bragged all season on the value of Cordero Patterson. What a great value that's been. One year, three million bucks. Dude has been awesome. Matt at this point, pretty good. Like, he's a pretty good quarterback. I, I assume he could be better if he didn't have one of the worst offensive lines in the game. I assume he could be better if he wasn't throwing to Tajay Sharp and Alameda Sakias. I assume he could be better if there was more consistent run game. But those are the realities. This is what the Falcons are dealing with right now. And that's not changing anytime soon. And I mean, next year, that's not changing. They have salary cap issues. They're not going to be able to fill a lot of these needs in the next year, which also has me concerned about where the Falcons are and where they're headed. They really might just spin their wheels for a minute. They made a choice not to start over and completely rebuild. This is a painful process, the rebuild, where it doesn't guarantee you on the other side of the rebuild that you're going to be successful. But I always believe in sports picking a lane and staying with it gives you the best chance. The Braves picked a lane after 2014. They decided we're going to cash in our chips on this roster and we're going to start dealing uh, people away and we're going to go through a rebuild. And staying in that lane led them to the development of Ozzie Albies and Dansby in a trade and Ronald Acuna drafting of Austin Riley and the trade for Max Freed, the draft of Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson and A.J. Minter. And then they added free agents when it was time and they made trades when it was time, but they picked a lane. The Hawks did this after 2017. They were like, we're going the wrong direction. Let's go a a different route. We're going to go through the painful rebuild. But it led them to the draft of John Collins and Trey Young, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish and Aneka Kongwu. Then when the time was right, they added free agents and made a trade for Capella. The Falcons, because they're paying Matt Ryan championship-type money, they don't have the funds to go fill out a bunch of other roster spots. They're paying Julio Bucks, and a lot of them, he's not even here. They're stuck for a minute, and they don't have a succession plan at quarterback. With all these holes to fill, they're going to either have to get very lucky in the late rounds of the draft or just go bargain basement shopping on the free agent market and hope to hit with a lot of jackpots there like Cordero Patterson. Neither feels very effective, but those are going to be their only routes, which is a scary place to be. We're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. If you're looking for a great place to spend your Sunday watching all the games, consider the Daily Draft on Main Street. Downtown Woodstock's beautiful this time of year. When you walk through the doors of the Daily Draft, you will see a craft beer bar. Self-serve taps, which are awesome. A chef-inspired menu. All the TVs all around to see all the action from any view. One of the biggest size movie screens where there is a front row seat. When you walk through the doors, you'll see it where you can enjoy the best seats in the house. When you go in for lunch, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 3, if you mention this podcast, The Daily 10, they're going to take 10% off your order at The Daily Draft. Find out more at thedailydraft.net. Ask about the game day platter, the tailgate box. Check out the menu. You'll love it all at The Daily Draft. Okay, so the uh, Hawks are in action tonight. They'll host the Brooklyn Nets. This is a nice kind of barometer game. Even with a banged-up Hawks team that doesn't have DeAndre Hunter, we'll see about Cam Reddish, and we know uh, Bogdanovich is still out. It's Trey, it's KD. It'll, it'll be fun on a Friday night. Well, there was something I brought up on the radio yesterday, and I thought it was interesting because I, I was thinking uh, as I was reading the Luka Doncic comments where Luka said he's just not in shape, which we all know he's been overweight for a while. His conditioning hasn't been good. Um, have you guys noticed the Trey versus Lucas stuff, all the the narrative and the articles and the hot talk shows? They haven't talked about this one very much in a while. Any guesses why? Oh, I have one. Because the narrative changed. It went from what a dumb decision the Hawks made. 
How would you trade Luka Doncic for Trey Young, little six-one Trey Young, and another draft pick? Well, that little Trey Young is playing at an all NBA level after coming off a playoff run where he took his team to the Eastern Finals at 22 years old. That doesn't happen in that league very much. Usually you get your brains beat in for a few years in the playoffs before you make a run. Ask Luka. He hasn't been out of the first round yet. And this is not to slander Luka. I'm a big fan. Luka Doncic is a star. But Trey Young is every bit the star, and that needs to be mentioned. Trey Young is shooting 46% from the field. Career high. 39% from three. Career high. 86% from the line. 52.5% effective shooting percentage. All career highs. Trey is leading the NBA in points. Second assists. Averaging 26 a game. 9.5 assists a career high. And remember the new foul rule that was going to expose him, right? That was going to take him out of his game. Such a dumb take. That, that guy is too smart. A basketball IQ through the roof. Not to change everything he had to change about leaning in for fouls. And now he's taking more mid-range jumpers. He's doing different things. He's changed the way he plays. Again, this isn't slander against Luka. I think Luka's a star. Trey's a star. They're both great players. But Luka has not cared about conditioning. There have been reports from Dallas, from those who cover the team, that Luka and his teammates have not seen eye-to-eye a lot of times. They still haven't won a first-round series there. They will, but they haven't yet. All Luka's numbers are really, really good, but Trey is shooting better from field goal range, from three-point range. Trey's shooting better from the free-throw line. Trey's got a better effective shooting percentage. Tell me who won the trade? Because the Hawks also have... Cam Reddish, who, while still very raw in an unfinished product, at 22 years old, you see the signs. He's averaging 11.5 points a game. He's shooting a career high from three. While sometimes he takes some shots that make you scratch your head, he's still, like I said, only 22. I don't know who won the trade, and the fact is nobody's won it yet until somebody probably leads their team to a championship. There's a chance the Hawks are in the lead in that deal because while Luka is a generational talent, so is Trey Young. You're watching it. Trey Young controlled two series in the playoffs last year against the Knicks and the Sixers at 22 to control a series that's that's some heady stuff and that's where Trey Young is if you guys are looking for the perfect gift this holiday season I will lead you in the direction of homefields.com again the website is homefields.com the reason I bring them up I just picked up my truest park world championship replica stadium and they have 130 replica stadiums for you to choose from these have display cases lights that come with them they look great in a fan uh, cave or a man cave they look awesome in your office you can have truest park you can have old atlanta fulton county stadium turner field you can have college football stadiums like sanford stadium or bryant denny you can have fenway park or yankee stadium they have them all they have three different sizes lighting display cases you are going to love them all you have to do is go to homefields.com and when you make your choice Get to check out and use the promo code CHERNOFF. That's my last name to save 10%. That's C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F. Use the promo code CHERNOFF to save 10% at checkout. Get your order in by December 16th to ensure delivery before Christmas. Homefields.com, promo code CHERNOFF for 10% savings on your replica stadium of choice. All right, finally, we continue our countdown of the Braves' top 10 championship moments. We've been finishing up this year in the podcast by looking back at the biggest story of the year locally, and that was the Braves winning the World Series. We are down to number six in our countdown. If you want to hear 10 through 7, you can go back to the prior episodes and hear those. Item number six revolves around a certain left-handed pitcher by the name of Max Freed. Let's go back to game six of the World Series. Max was coming off a rough outing in game two, and things got underway and didn't look so promising with a couple of infield base hits and one where he misses the bag on a throw to first base. So he was in the soup until he wasn't. He pitched himself out of it. Take a listen. Oh, two on the way. 
Check swing. Yeah. He went strike three. Yeah. Technically, Max got himself four outs that inning, but it keeps him off the board. And he works around the air in the unfortunate non-review at the bag at first. Max would go six scoreless innings that night. He left it all out there. It was a dynamic effort on what would turn out to be a clinching night for the Atlanta Braves and their second world championship in team history. We will get to number five on the countdown coming up on Monday. If you guys would subscribe or follow the pod wherever you get your favorite podcasts, this will be waiting for you each and every day. I'll be on the radio in Atlanta at 2 o'clock today. We're back Monday for the next edition of the Daily Ten. Subscribe to the Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.